listening to All That Matters from CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton or on CGSR.com. I'm Josh Turpin. And I'm Chris Chang and Phillips. All That Matters tells stories about arts and culture in Alberta. Each week, we try to take small bites out of big questions. Hey, Josh, do you listen to a lot of storytelling radio or podcasts? Uh, of course I do. I listen to a few, actually. <laughs> well, tell me what you think when you hear this. From the Clackwood Sound Community Theatre in beautiful Tofino, British Columbia. It's From the Capitol Theatre in Nelson, British Columbia. From the Algonquin Theatre in Huntsville, Ontario. From the Imperial Theatre in St. John, New Brunswick. From the Yukon Art Centre in Whitehorse, Yukon. From CN Centre in Prince George, British Columbia. From the King's Theatre in Annapolis Royal, Nova Scotia. From the Vancouver East Cultural Center in Vancouver, British Columbia. From the Jasper Park Lodge in beautiful Jasper, Alberta. It's the Vinyl Cafe with Stuart McLean. Hello, I'm Stuart McLean, and this is the Vinyl Cafe. What do I think? I think that that's the Vinyl Cafe and, uh, and a good time I spent listening to CBC. I listened to the Vinyl Cafe. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Um, well, you're not alone in loving it and listening to it. Lots of families all around Canada listen to Stuart McLean's folksy stories on the CBC about uh, Dave and Morley and their family every week, which is why there was such an outpouring of emotion, I think, in November 2015 when he announced that he'd been diagnosed with melanoma. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. He has said that he's got a good chance of recovery, mm-hmm. which is good to hear. I've seen some pictures of him out on, on Facebook on oh, the Vinyl good. Cafe page. You know, he's <laughs> he's out and about. Um, but we thought this would be this would be a good opportunity to ask. You know, what does Stuart McLean and the Vinyl Cafe mean to Canadians? Because a lot of you out there have stories about what Stuart McLean means to you, um, and do. Stewart's Vinyl Cafe stories resonate with the majority of Canadians today. A large group of Canadians, of course, were not born in Canada, unlike the characters kind of at the center of the Vinyl Cafe stories. Um, like my aunt, who was born in Guyana, who's just like tearing her hair out every time she listens to it with, you know, just it doesn't quite hit the mark for her. Yeah, right. Uh, we spoke with Zonkna Modi, who was born outside of Canada, who now resides in Peterborough, Ontario. She told us how she feels about Stuart. I was born and raised in India, and I came to Canada when I was 12. Uh, my name is Zonkna Modi, and uh, I'm a student uh, working on my master's at Trent University in Peterborough. Zonkna, what comes to mind when you think of the Vinyl Cafe? When I think of the Vinyl Cafe, I think of the classic Canadian story. Um, I think Stuart McLean is an incredible storyteller and he's quite engaging and has a, you know, quite a following in Canada and a lot of people listen to his stories um, regularly and he's sort of like a Canadian icon and so is his show and the David Morley stories as well. Um, for myself, I, I've only caught the odd episode driving and uh, listening to CBC radio and so I'm not uh, incredibly familiar with them but I do understand how it resonates with a lot of Canadians. Hmm. So um, when you look at the type of Canadiana, the type of family stories that um, Stuart McLean talks about in the Vinyl Cafe, what what does or does not resonate with you? I I find as a first-generation immigrant to Canada, none of it really resonates with me. Uh, I always feel like I'm an outsider listening into the stories of... um, 
like the fantasized Canadian normal family that's, you know, wealthy or pretty well off is white Christian and has um, the greatest struggles are, you know, <laughs> coming up with the Thanksgiving Christmas dinner or turkey dinner. And uh, for me, I, I cannot have, um, I don't have any of the similar experiences in my family or in my community. And so um, I, I can't really say that I, I have anything in common with the kind of community that uh, Stuart McLean portrays in, in his stories coming from two cultures and, uh, you know, not being from a fairly well-off family. I've always found holidays to be a bit alienating, you know, when everyone goes home to their families. And um, my parents are sort of struggling to uh, celebrate what we have of our culture, but we don't have the same holidays off, for example. Uh, my family's Indian, so we celebrate Diwali, but we never really get time off on Diwali to celebrate it. Um, and uh, we have embraced a lot of aspects of Canadian culture, um, but the holidays can be, I find, particularly um, alienating in, in some ways, especially if you're not from Canada um, or if you're, you know, if you don't have roots here, if you are not Christian or if you can't like afford to buy um, material goods for uh, Christmas or other holidays. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, in the Vinyl Cafe, there are some characters who are not exactly like Dave and Morley. Like there's mm -hmm. his friend Kenny Wong who operates the, the meat pie shop. Um, there <laughs> is a gay character in one story. Um, what do you think about that representation of characters that don't look like Dave and Morley? Is that enough for you to kind of uh, capture the spectrum of what Canada looks like today? Uh, well, it's good to see um, inclusion of characters in these stories. I still find that the story as a whole fits in with the, the classic, you know, Canadian narrative of the normal people with the one or two token characters that represent or are supposed to represent all of the diversity and, you know, like the others, I suppose. Um, and I find that's not really enough, you know, because it, it doesn't represent um, the, the Canadian life that uh, myself and many other people that I know lead, which is not just, you know, the regular embedded with the other, but everyone is a unique individual and enough themselves and has all these different experiences to bring. So we talk, we talk about Canada as this mosaic, whereas I find the, the classic Canadian story portrayed in um, Final Cafe, but also other Canadian classics like For Better or For Worse, the comic strip, uh, where Lawrence, I believe, is a character that um, is sort of like the token character for diversity, um, racial and sexual diversity. And yeah, I find in my experience and in the experience of many Canadians, it's not just one or two people that are different, but everyone is unique. Hmm. So more Canada's more like a bean salad than like a huge <laughs> plate of rice with like a couple beans on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more flavorful that way, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are Dave and Morley type people out there in Canada. Do you think there's mm -hmm. a problem with depicting that image of Canada in, in the Vinyl Cafe? I mean, I'm not against that or anything, but I think to represent it as the normal is, is slightly problematic um, because I think we um, it, it's used as this retreat into what we imagine to be the normal, which is comfortable and familiar because it's the dominant message on the media. You know, like the, the dominant family is you know, like a father and a mother and a dog and kids. Like it's, and, and that's not necessarily true of reality and it's not reflective of that. And so 
um, in the media, we're often like confronted with stories of the others that are portrayed as, as not being normal, uh, whether they be immigrants or refugees or, you know, people of different backgrounds and diversities. Like it, it, to see them as somehow not being part of the regular life, I think, is, is problematic. And um, if these stories make us uncomfortable, I think, you know, we should listen to them more and, and try to see how they also fit into like our regular lives and regular stories. Anything you'd like to say to Stuart? Um, I, I think he's a wonderful storyteller, and I mean, it's portrayed in just how popular he is, and he does, you know, have a very broad platform. So I think um, he will engage, continue to engage Canadians. And uh, I do also wish him the speediest of recoveries and best, best wishes for his health. And uh, I, I will continue to tune into Vinyl Cafe in the future and, you know, maybe take them with a grain of salt, but we'll continue to enjoy them. So, Chris, what do you think? What do you think this means for uh, for Stuart and, and his, his fans, new and old? I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, the Vinyl Cafe, I have lots of really fond memories mm-hmm. of um, stories of characters in, in, in the stories that are not like me you know like I, I really love that story about the, the old couple um, um, where the, the wife is kind of grieving after her husband the has died um, no this is the one where he's like uh, he, uh, he left a fruit and nut bar above her bed and then oh, yeah. um, she like left it there intact as like a memory of him for mm. ages. And then she went to go eat it. And then inside was like a little Kleenex with a note that said, sorry, sorry love, I couldn't yeah, help myself. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I love, love, love that story. But I also like, I, I see what Zankna is saying that. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's not, not everybody in Canada is reflected in the, the, how the Vinyl Cafe if, shows um, Canada. Here's hoping all goes well with Stuart. Do you think, um, do you think, the Vinyl Cafe will disappear in, in in terms of Canadian listeners, or do you think there's room for Stuart to evolve? Um, you know, I uh, I don't I don't know that that is something that I could ever see him doing. You know, Stuart McLean, I I, I read that he's been doing like the the annual Christmas roadshow where he, he um, tells stories live in front of audiences since like 1998. That is right? correct. Um, and the stories from the beginning of the show. You could listen to them now, and they seem of a piece with the stories, mm-hmm. you know, that he's just telling. So I, I feel like, to me, the Vinyl Cafe is like one slice mm-hmm. of what Canada is like, and I can't see Stuart changing what what he's chosen. It. I think it was interesting how uh, Zonkna was saying that that she thinks you know the family is a normal family, and that's interesting because I you know I don't think Dave's normal at all. Oh, I yeah? think I think Dave's a. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty like crazy guy. I mean, he was a roadie, you know, for his life, and he owns a record store. So you know, I don't see them as as um, as normal at all. I see them as a little bit hipstery with with not that much money. Mm. But uh, not everybody tries to train a cat to. Um, not everyone tries to train a cat to use the toilet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But um, anyway, that was uh, Zonkna Modi speaking with us from Peterborough, Ontario. Hello, and I'm Josh Turpin. This is All That Matters, and we take small bites out of big questions. And today we are asking the question, does Stuart McLean still resonate with Canadians today? Chris, I'd like you to play a clip and... And I want you to listen to the Stuart McLean's live show. Hmm. What I want you to listen for is the kid who's laughing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this segment is from the story, First Day at School. All right. 
Morley was making coffee. Stephanie spread her new books out on the kitchen table. Should I use blue or green for history, she asked. What about the pink one, said Morley. I always used pink for history. That's dumb, said Stephanie. <laughs> Pink's for math. <laughs> Morley wasn't about to argue. It was the end of a long day. She had been grocery shopping before supper. She was tired. She had spent longer than usual in the supermarket aimlessly gliding down the aisles, looking for things she could put in her children's lunch bags. Something new, something surprising, something they would eat. <laughs> Just one day, she wanted one of them to come home and say, gee, lunch was good. <laughs> you hear that just once. You hear that just once, and, and you could die happy. <laughs> Mostly what she heard was, I hate vanilla pudding. <laughs> <laughs> or don't send those yogurts with the exploding aluminum lids. Mostly what she got back was criticism and half-eaten lunches. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Who? Richard. It's good to have you here, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> On the afternoon, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get through this with you, Richard. That's the problem. So, Chris, what'd you think? <laughs> I love that kid laughing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great, right? You could just tell that, like, he himself had had the bad yogurt lunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I really love about that is how that, sh that sort of, that, that uh, I mean, that shows, um, you know, how much the audience and Stuart connect you know, during a show. And that's one thing that I love about listening to shows is that they're, you know, at the beginning we heard all, all the places across Canada, that, across Canada that he's played in. Mm. And those are all live audiences. So he really does have this connection with his audience that I think is, um, is, is, um, is different than a lot of artists because he, he, he tries really hard to make sure that everything he records is done in a live audience, you know, not in a studio. Mm. Interesting. Uh, well, I'm Chris Shangan Phillips. I'm sitting with Josh Turpin, my co-host today, and you are listening to All That Matters on CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. Today we are asking if the renowned Canadian fiction writer Stuart McLean still resonates with Canadians today. Our uh, next story comes from... Why, it's our very own Josh Turpin. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I hear you wrote a letter to Stuart after, he heard, after you heard about um, Stuart's recent diagnosis of cancer. Yes, I did. Well, let's have a listen. Dear Stuart, there are two reasons why I find it surprising that I am writing this letter to you now. I don't know about most people, but I think it was sheer luck that I made it into this world. My parents were from two completely different worlds. My father was born in Duncan, B.C. on Vancouver Island, about a quarter of an hour north of Victoria. You can get there by taking the mountain pass, or as the locals call it, the Malahat. 
You could also get there by taking the Little Brentwood Ferry. Both are equally as quick. He came from a middle-class family, his father was a businessman and a minister, and his mother was a teacher. My mother, on the other hand, came from a maritime family of 12 children, eight brothers and three sisters. Her mother stayed at home to take care of the kids, and her father, my grandfather, was the last lighthouse keeper at the Cape George Lighthouse in Anaganish, Nova Scotia. They each moved around their respective coasts for a number of years, until they were both drawn to central Canada. I cannot think of a more Canadian place for them to have met than ice skating on the Rideau Canal in Ottawa. Some 10 years later, I was born. My parents were academics, and as academics do, they travel where the work is. I've lived in many places in my life, but I like to list them by the names of the university rather than the name of the city. University of British Columbia, Queen's University, University of Adelaide, University of Victoria, and the University of Alberta. I don't know when I first started listening to you or the Vinyl Cafe, but what I do know is that my mother picked up on it very quickly. When I was 10, I received my first Stuart McLean book and listened to my first Vinyl Cafe. The book I read was Dave Cooks a Turkey, and the story I listened to was The Babysitter. After reading and listening to the stories, I was forever hooked into the lives of Dave, Morley, Stephanie and Sam, and Arthur the dog. Over the next five years, if you were to come up to my bedroom in the evening, there would be about a 90% chance that I was listening to the Vinyl Cafe. But from the get-go, I was hooked. I found each story funny and sad, but what I found most interesting that each story was relatable to me. Even though Sam was closer to my age, and should have been maybe more relatable, I found that I was actually relating with middle-aged men and women. Even if the story was about a fig tree, or a family vacation, or even a fly, I learned something about myself through each of those stories. As the years went on, my Vinyl Cafe collection grew. It had gotten to the point where I was listening to the Vinyl Cafe almost every day each time listening to the same stories over and over, and every time I would get something new out of them, something deeper. This lasted for about five years, until, like most teenagers, I hit that phase of, I don't care about anything. So Stuart ended up going back up on the shelf, and the dust started to accumulate. I was reintroduced to Stuart five years later by no other than my mother, who had purchased tickets to Stuart McLean's annual Christmas concert. I was ecstatic. I remember arriving at the theater, walking to my seats in the third row, and seeing a single stool on the stage with a mic and stand, a little side table with a bottle of water on it. The house lights went down, the stage lights came up, you walked out, and for the first time in my life, I was able to put a face to the voice that I had been listening to for the majority of my life. One of the best parts about listening to your albums is that they are pre-recorded live, and you can hear the audience's reactions to the stories you tell them. In fact, that is almost one of the best parts about listening to the Vinyl Cafe, is hearing this audience's response almost immediately. I was just so excited to be that audience. Meeting you went one step further 
when towards the intermission of your show, you called up one audience member to help you auction off your book. You picked me. You also gave me a shirt to wear to help you auction off. That was a Vinyl Cafe shirt. I was so excited to receive the shirt that I just threw it over top of my fleece sweater. I looked like a bodybuilder. You told me that in order for me to keep the shirt, I had to deliver the book to somebody on the top balcony of the theater before the next song was over. I was so worried and anxious that I wasn't going to be able to do it, that I was going to lose the shirt. From the audience, I hear my mother call out, Josh, take the side exit. It's quicker that way. You then said, who are you to the lady? And she responded back by saying, I'm his mother. And the whole audience erupted in laughter. This has been a profound moment in my life. Time passed, my parents got divorced, and once again, the Vinyl Cafe slipped away from my life. I went through high school like any other student, having some good times and having some bad times. I found that my high school experience was a little different than most people because I was on the two sides of the spectrum. I was a jock and I was a musical theater student, but it worked. Five years to the day of your last concert in Victoria, you decided to come back. And of course, my mother bought her and myself a ticket. We ended up going to the concert, and I may not have been as youthful as I once was, or as excited. But nevertheless, I was humbled that you had returned, and I was enjoying the show. After the show, you had a meet and greet where everyone could line up and get you to sign their book and say hello and give their thanks. It was a very long line, but I was in it. You called out, are there any students that have to go to school tomorrow? Being one of the only kids there, I stepped out of the line and walked right up to you. I was wearing the shirt that you had given me five years earlier. I said hello, introduced myself, and told them the story of how five years earlier, my mother and I had come to the show and I had gotten up on stage and you had given me this shirt. You were just as excited as I was that I had returned. You ended up signing my shirt, and to this day that shirt has been hanging on my wall, slowly developing moth holes as the time goes on. Again, five years to the day, I bought tickets to see you at your Christmas concert, but this time in Edmonton. I was not disappointed nor was I sad when I found out that you canceled your Christmas tour due to your recent diagnosis of cancer. I think you made the right decision and I support you 100%. Which brings me to the second reason why I find it surprising that I'm writing this letter. is because in fact it would have been my mother writing the letter to you if she had not passed away from cancer three years ago. She had always been your biggest supporter and that had funneled down into me I find it interesting. You don't really know your parents until they're gone. My mother was a small, five foot two workhorse who was the type of person that got the job done no matter what it took. I didn't even realize until after she passed away that out of the 20 years that she had been in my life, 
17 of them had been consumed by cancer. Since I was three, my mother has had cancer. From breast cancer to gastro cancer to cancer of the tissues in your organs. She fought for 17 indomitable years. A lot goes through your mind when you lose a parent. From things you wish you could have said, things you wish you could have done, to the choices and the paths you've taken. It takes time to accept, but with acceptance comes happiness. And as I look back over the years, down the paths I've taken, the roads I've led, I've come to a conclusion that I want to bring the world closer together through stories, whether they be fictional or factual. Whatever the story is, there's an interesting perspective. As I look back over the years and wonder why it is I do what I do today, I tracked my likes and dislikes from being a young boy to becoming a young man. I am taken back to that first Christmas, to the first time I heard your words, which eventually led to me writing mine. Stuart, I wish you the best and all the love in the world for you and your family. Stay strong and take care. Your listener, Josh. Thanks, Josh, for sharing that with us. You're listening to All That Matters from CJSR, stories about arts and culture. I'm Chris Chang and Phillips. And I'm Josh Turpin. When I was listening to your story, I was thinking, improbably, maybe, I was thinking about this mountain of cheese dust that I heard about once on the Vinyl Cafe. Um, <laughs> I remember he was doing, uh, I, I was listening to a recording when he was in Belleville, Ontario, and he was talking about visiting the Cheesies factory. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how he visited the factory and had seen this mountain of cheese dust. And even the people in the audience, a lot of them weren't aware that, you know, that's what it looks like inside. Um, and I listened to that that story, you know, when I was away from home for the first time um, living in BC and um, you know like when I eventually moved to Ontario it it kind of like reactivated this like latent Canadian-ness in Mm -hmm. me and I think that and and think about your story I I think now I just listening to this today I I, I know whatever you think of Stuart McLean's stories in the Vinyl Cafe I think I know what they mean Um, I think he is actively creating this mythology of who we are you know we are people who mess up we are people who forgive we are people who get too embarrassed to let everybody know that we forgot to cook the turkey and so we you know maybe not everybody dribbles um um drippings in their light bulbs to make it smell like they cooked it but some people might (laughs) some people might um he's telling stories about one little family but he's really trying to tell us who we are Uh, yeah so thanks for sharing that well said um, and uh, we have something to say, which is uh, which is a little goodbye for now. Josh uh, is leaving to go to China. He's going on a grand adventure. It's true. Six months in the Orient. Yeah. It'll uh, be fantastic. And he'll come back and uh, hopefully have some great stories. But while he's away, you might hear him on the airwaves a couple Foreign times. Foreign correspondent soon. coming at you. <laughs> yeah. So, Josh, uh, we'll miss you. Thanks, Chris. So, listeners, what did you think? Do you still resonate with Stuart McLean in the Vinyl Cafe? 
email us at all that matters at cjsr.com. In the meantime, though, it's time for us to go. All That Matters is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. If you have questions about the show or ideas, email, email us at allthatmatters@cgsr.com. You can find past episodes of our shows on our website, allthatmatters.cgsr.wordpress.com. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter. We're at ATMCGSR. Our theme music is by Dukashi Teru. Additional music today by Rasheen Murphy. I'm Chris Chang and Phillips. And I'm Josh Turpin. So long for now. <laughs>